Hi, welcome to another episode of No BS with Briar and Sarah. This is Sarah. This is Briar. How are you doing today, Briar? I'm doing actually pretty good today with yeah. all things taken into account for. Yeah. So same actually. I was gonna say, how about you? <laughs> same. With all things yeah, however you said that. All but things considered. All things considered. Same. So today. We want to talk about something, which I guess we've kind of talked about before, just like breaking sobriety, blah, 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 but yeah. just to be a little bit more specific, because we know some like people, obviously we work in a bar, so we see people who are like wanting to be sober and then all of a sudden like they're not, yeah. and then how much that just kind of like crushes them and why we recognize you and don't feel like you're a piece of shit or yeah, a failure. Exactly. Um, because it truly is a journey. Like if it was that easy to just turn it off, everybody would do it. Everybody would do it. It's <laughs> the same as like diet and exercise. Like, yeah, you know, it's 100%. just like, if it was that fucking easy, there wouldn't be struggling addicts out there. Or so many addicts. Exactly. Yeah. So we know plenty of people who have felt that way and just will feel like a big sense of embarrassment. And I say to you, um, I know that same feeling very well, but you really shouldn't feel as bad as you're going to feel or like a fucking failure because you're not. If you're still putting in the effort and then something happens and you slip up, it's a slip up. And actually, my reframe app tells me to not call it breaking sobriety anymore, it, or, or it says to not call it relapsing, but to call it a slip up. Um, oh, as long fun. as like you, I mean, that's your plan is to like yeah. get right back on the, right. right on track right. Um, as easily or best you can. So, if you're struggling to remain sober, I think you're still really, really strong. Um, I've had obviously my fair share of slip ups and I've shared just one of them with y'all, but there have been more than that. And like I said, short term goals yeah. and mine as of right now is just day by day because yeah. I can, I can swear that I'm not going to do it again. I can, oh my gosh, on everything, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. there's no sense in doing that because you truly don't know yeah. if you like your brain when there's outside sources and triggers and like there are triggers that I like you don't know, or that you find that you would have never thought like it's, it's literally a journey and there's going to be some pit stops and there's going to be some flat tires, but fill up your gas tank and you keep on trucking. Exactly. And I don't know, in my opinion, I always reset my sober date whenever I break it just cause like, just because I do. And I'm like, I don't know, kind of obsessive about things like that, but I don't, I don't feel that you necessarily need to reset your date yeah. if you've had like a slip up and then it's like you're right back on track yeah. afterwards or trying to get back on track because like your initial sober date is the day you started trying to change your life. Yeah. That's what the app says, right? Your app? Um, With the new one? 
Yeah, that what it said? actually, yeah, it does. Uh, it does say that. I still do change it though. Anytime I've done it, because I'm like, I don't know, I just can't help it. But because <laughs> I, I just want to know the exact day that I had my very last drink. But I know yeah. what day I started my sobriety, sobriety journey in general. So that's always like the most important to me. Yeah. But I mean, I've broken it so many times that I'm like, I don't know. I just want, I just want to have like a really, really good long streak. So then I can share that streak with you guys. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's not to say that, uh, everyone else has to do the same. Like you can absolutely go based on what, like whenever you feel is like your time change. Everyone's sobriety is different. So it's not, I'm definitely not the type of person to like butt my nose in and be like, yeah, and definitely don't like base your sobriety journey, like necessarily off bars either. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, we're still working through things and we break sobriety and we get back on track, but you know, we're open with you guys about it because we don't want you to feel alone. We want you to, you know, be able to be like almost like a sense of community. Like you're. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I mean, sometimes, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean it. No, no, no. You're good. Go ahead. I just mean like, sometimes I feel like who the fuck am I to like come on here and talk about like sobriety at all whenever I got drunk, whatever, the other day, yeah. something like that. And it's like, I, I I feel like people don't, like on sober, in the sober con- conversations and community, there's not enough conversations about how much people do break it. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, no, this is my last day. And then that's it. But that brings me back to something I want to share. This is from my Reframe app. I've talked about it before. Um, So this app is not just a sober app. It's like it can also just help you with your relationship with alcohol anyway, even like if your goal is to like just cut back. So this is I'm directly quoting from it. And it's talking about like why it's so hard to have just one. So it says... Do you ever feel like your off switch is broken? Like once you start drinking, there's no stopping until the bottle is empty. We don't generally go into an evening saying, I'm getting drunk tonight. More often, we likely go into an evening with the intent to drink moderately, if at all, have a good time and make it home safely. But we often find it hard to stop drinking if we have even one drink. So why does this broken off switch phenomenon happen? And what can we do to fix it? And I probably won't be able to pronounce this right, but it says alcohol affects both ex Excitatory, excitatory, excited, excitatory. Yeah, that <laughs> word. And inhibitory, inhibitory, inhibitory. <laughs> uh, neurotransmitters within the brain. So the excitatory, whatever, excitatory. like glutamate, increase brain activity and energy levels. So alcohol inhibits glutamate, slowing us down, and makes things seem less chaotic. So if glutamate is our brain's gas pedal speeding us up and stressing us out, drinking alcohol puts on the brakes and calms us down. And then the, how did we say the other one? I think it's excitatory. No, the other one, inhibitory. Inhibitory. Inhibitory neurotransmitters such as GABA reduce our stress and anxiety. Alcohol increases our brain's GABA transmission, making us feel calmer and more relaxed. So GABA serves as our brain's natural braking system and alcohol decreases GABA's breaking power. And I know that probably just not like a bunch of science, but this is the, this is the big part to me. So obviously this is called a caused 
a chemical imbalance within your brain. So it says that eventually this chemical imbalance can and will heal over time. So there are some strategies to use to support your healing journey. And this was like my favorite part is removing willpower from the equation because willpower has no role in drinking less. It makes us feel guilty, ashamed, and frustrated with ourselves. If you ever get down on yourself for not having enough willpower to deny another drink, don't. As we've learned, alcohol literally changes our brains and it takes time to recover. So that's where you can find a sense of relaxation elsewhere. And the little examples is get is like eating an amazing dessert, listening to your favorite music, and spending time with someone you love. But uh, it says, if we know that sobriety is a challenge because the brain is seeking relaxation and serenity, we can give it what it wants through other means. And that to me was so huge because I feel like that's always been like a big thing is like, you just have to want it hard enough. And I'm like, you yeah. like you don't know how bad I want it. And then I will, I'm pouring my own drink. Somebody's holding a fucking weapon against yeah. me and saying like, you have to drink this. And then I'm just like, yeah, I'll pour it myself. And I'm like, and I feel like, how did I go from having all of the willpower in the world to having none? Yeah. Like within like, a second. Yeah. And it's just like, your brain's going through some things. And that's okay. So like, don't beat yourself up. And actually one of the things my uh, psychologist told me was that the five-year mark is actually the most common for people to break sobriety. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, like, there's like the sense of like comfort in the fact that you've now like gone five years, like you're fine. You're good. And then yeah. he's also the one that told me that boredom and stress are the biggest, um, triggers to drink yeah which absolutely makes sense to me because i have drank like just because like not even like having really a bad day yet and yeah. it wasn't really necessarily that i just needed to like unwind but i'm like oh, well what the fuck am i gonna do now like this is so boring yeah and then it drink. can't be it can definitely be boring like that's why i like try to stay so busy all the yeah. time like i have to i now have to anyway just for my mental health like the moment that I'm like mundane, do I go fucking crazy? Like I get severe depression, like, and then my depression like increases my anxiety, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, same. Um, shit, I forgot what I was. Sorry, say. I didn't interrupt you. No, 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 you're fine. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with me, something I try to do like to hold myself accountable and kind of like beat the boredom through the day. I started doing like these silly TikToks a few so weeks good. ago <laughs> and I'm not good at TikTok. I'm like, I, I don't. Yes. I'm a millennial. I am not a Gen Z queen. <laughs> and um, it started out as like kind of a joke because in the first one I sound so stupid and it was like, Oh just, my God. We both. It's so funny. I like obviously had no more thoughts left in my brain and was like trying to talk about things you can do besides like getting drunk and I'm like, ah, that happiness stuff in your brain. <laughs> I just could not think. And I kind of stopped doing them just because I was like, I think I only went like five days or something. And then I was like, I don't know. I'm not a good TikToker. Like, I don't know. Oh, this they're is. so fucking but funny, dude. I think I want to pick them back up because it is yeah. like a good, fun way to do it. Yeah. Um, I, not everything is about social media, but I do find that sharing things with people does help me, um, 
hold myself a little bit more yeah. accountable than not, but that's just me and my own personal thing. So I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably post one tonight. Yeah. Um, let's do one tonight. They're so see. funny, dude. Thank oh my you. God. And we've, I've actually gotten some really kind messages from TikTok, um, TikTokers out there who've messaged me telling me like they've uh, found our podcast oh. from my TikTok and like, thank you. Yeah. I only did four of them, but it felt like a lot more because I do it like all throughout the day. <laughs> and some of them are obviously like very oddly specific. There's a there's a tongue in cheek feel to them. I'm yeah. not being like completely dead ass. Like, here's like a real thing. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm silly. If you watch it, they're uh, great. You'll see. But my TikTok is Sarah Mia Hildo, H I L D O, which and is, Sarah's without an H. Yeah, S A R A M I A H I L D O. Yeah, that's Chris. <laughs> uh, my husband's last name is Hill, and his nickname from I don't know our just our friend group. Yeah, I don't know. They would call him Hildo. So that's then, so funny, Hildo. Yeah, Hildo. I didn't necessarily want my whole name being on TikTok because like I would like leave a comment somewhere and then people like attack me. People on TikTok are fucking ruthless, but luckily they haven't been mean to me yet on my videos. Um, if they do, I'll like report it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll report you. you. Canceled. 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 But something else I kind of want to talk about, maybe a little touchy, but a little taboo. But this is just from my own personal experience, and this is our podcast. So we say what we want. We say what we want. I do not feel that certain medications or pretty much, I don't know. Let me not get too deep into it. But I feel like a lot of medications are not um, against breaking sobriety. But also my, I I guess that would depend on your source of addiction. So, you know, if you know you have a problem and then you're still taking those pills, that is up to you. But I mean, that's your own personal issue. But my own addiction problem is with alcohol. Yeah. Um. I've had several years ago in 2015, I had an extremely traumatic experience and my psychiatrist put me on a whole plethora of medications and I was fully reliant on them. And I didn't ever feel like I was... I mean, that sounds like I was addicted by saying I was reliant on them, but you have to understand how, like the level of trauma. Yeah. The level of trauma I was on, like, I couldn't even like leave my house at times or think just, it was. You did it for your mental health. Yeah. It was necessary. Absolutely. And so this, I mean, it did include things like Xanax. Um, Also, I was on Vyvanse. Um lamictal a a lot of things and a lot of them are like you know for other people like party drugs feel good drugs whatever um but for me they really were just like a way of living life and getting by functioning and then when i moved back to lubbock i didn't have my health insurance anymore and so i lost all of my medications like at the same time and that's whenever i was like what do i do and i just started drinking too much so now 
at this day and age, I'm fortunate enough to have like health insurance and uh, see doctors again. Um, and my therapist does not like for me to use um, like anti-anxiety medication. I, I have antidepressants that like to me, that's not even really like part of the question because I have tried to get off them before. And yeah. then I was just like, it wasn't good. It's not good to try to quit drinking and get off antidepressants at the same time. Yeah, no. Let me tell you, something's going to go wrong. Cold turkey, yeah. yeah, which is what I was doing. And I'm just talking about my experience. That's what happened to me. Yeah. But the anti-anxiety medications will, I, it's not like a daily use thing. It's just like whenever, whenever it's needed. needed. Yeah. But I rem like my uh, therapist told me that, um, that like these particular drugs will do what they're intended to do and stop your anxiety, but they will never increase your quality of life. That is well, that's a good way to put that. only something that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're having an anti, like you're having an anxiety attack, you need to pop something real quick. Um, you know, fine. Yeah. But you like, you can't fully rely on this thing to, just turn your life around yeah. because it's, it's just a tool. And with that being said, I have found correlations between some of my medication use and my drinking. Um, you know, like back whenever I was on Vyvanse, I've also been like on Adderall. I didn't feel like I was addicted to them, but then if something would happen, like I'm up all night doing homework and now I have to work in the morning, yeah. something like that. I'll just take a few more. Like, what's that? And that's not the way it's intended it's to be yeah. used. And so then later, questions. whenever I'm going crazy and I'm like, oh, my brain's fired up. Then yeah. I'm like, well, I'll just drink to like. To level it out. Yeah. Yeah. Or with set, like the anti-anxiety ones, uh -huh. I my inhibitions are lowered, you know? after a little bit, I'm just like, I'm feeling good. I don't care. Like nothing matters. What is it? It's, yeah. It's <laughs> no not, bucks. It's not really a big deal to just like have a drink, Yeah, but it is a bit, you're not supposed to drink on anti-anxiety no, medication before it at all. all. Good. Yeah. Same. <laughs> uh, I can tell you, I don't remember it, but <laughs> yeah, I, don't either. I don't either. Yeah. There was one time I almost stole a car, but in my defense, <laughs> I thought, I thought me and my girls had been kidnapped and I was trying to save us. I just woke up in the back of a car and was like, I'm getting us out of here, girls. And that was me to the rescue. mixing um, alcohol with anti-anxiety medications. Yeah. So with that being said, I know we can always just say like, what? Like, it's just a medicine. It's just medicine. And that is entirely up to you. I have, will do the same thing, but um, you, I would say, need to find There's there, a balance a in between of, yeah, what's going to enable you to make yeah. worse choices and and uh, not. That's like, um, what is, there's a word for that. Um, well, you're triggered? Or? No, it's like, before you do something, consider you, like, to, this is, I'm horrible at this, but that before you make a decision on anything, to decipher whether it's going to benefit you or not. Yeah. And kind of like weigh the pros and cons. Yeah. But I don't know. There's a, it starts with a D I can't think of what it is right now, but 
episode. Um, I'm not good with words. Apparently, neither am I. I, I just watch my fucking TikToks. <laughs> the happiness up in your brain, but then you, you you like redeemed yourself. I redeemed myself, but yeah. Um, so I'm pretty bad about making those decisions, or I have been a lot in the past, and that's just something that I try to practice every day. Uh, obviously if some of you seen me, it certainly doesn't look like I have, but I try to practice it. Yeah. Um, matters. determining whether or not this decision is going to be good or bad. And that's actually, this is a great example that I'm willing to overshare, but the other, like just not even that long ago, I was in a silly goofy mood and, uh, Briar was working and I asked her for a shot. And I felt so bad afterward because I'm like, here's this woman who like has helped me through all of these times and I can look her in her fucking face and ask her for a shot. But oh, sweetheart, I'm not perfect either. Because we know, <laughs> trust me, we all mess up. Yep. And I asked her and she told me no. I and thought she was mad at me. <laughs> no. I was like, are you mad at me later on? <laughs> no. I can't tell you how grateful I am for that because there, that is so rare. And I know that, like, as an alcoholic, we don't want to be judged by our friends. So it's like, okay, if someone, uh, like, for example, I was saying earlier that, like, I've got, like, a good friend who's not by any means an enabler. But if I'm down and out, I could go to them and be like, yeah, I'm really stressed because, like, you know, I got drunk and I feel bad. And they're just like, okay, like, you know, you're all good here. Like, it's a safe space. And they offer me, like, a drink and, like, an alcoholic drink. And I know that they don't mean any harm by that. Yeah. But it's not doing me any better. Um, and so when Briar told me no, I'm like, well, you know, okay. And back in the day... I would have just gone to any other bar and gotten wasted. And I, I've done that. Oh my God. Funny story. <laughs> but I, but I have done that many times. And instead that just changed the whole rest of my day was just like that one. No gave me like the, Oh shit. Like, yeah, you're right. Like I don't need to. Yeah. Drink. Like that, like that push. Well, that's, and I wanted to reciprocate that back. Like you did for me at the Taylor Swift concert. I was yeah. like, you were such a good friend to me. I obviously am going to reciprocate that back because I love you to death. And yeah, you know? Exactly. So. Exactly. But no, quick funny story. So um, a long time ago, me and uh, this guy, he's a friend of mine and he is now sober. Congratulations. Um, me and him had kind of like a falling out. And so we decided to make up for, uh, make up. Um to each other and like adults, quote unquote, take a shot about it. So we went up to the bar. I never had rumple mints before. And he asked for two rumples. And the bartender, my beautiful friend Rick, who has cut me off many times in my life, <laughs> was like, Is one of them for her? And he's like, Yeah. And he's like, I'm not serving her rumple. So I'm like, What the fuck? Like, why not? He's like, No, like, I'll give you a pickle shot. Like, that's what I was usually shooting pickle shots. He's like, no, I, you are not going to, I'm not yeah. going to give you a fucking rumple. And I'm like, why not? Like, I've never even had one before. Like, yeah. I want to see. And he just kept telling me no. So then I was like, well, you know what? I might close my tab. And I 
took the pickle shot, closed my tab, went to another bar down the street, <laughs> got a Crap. fucking rumple, and then came back to be like, I just went to this other bar and took a rumple, like a fucking defiant rebellion. So I'm the same way. You tell me no, I'm gonna do it even more that now. I, yeah, now I now I have to do it. Yeah. Oh God. And then that's where my relationship with Rumple started. But Rick I mean, try. Good job, Rick. He, he did try, and he's never sold me Rumple to this. Seriously, day. he has never he has never done it. Wow. And I'll see, like I because I've compared, like no offense, but some of the other people that I know that will shoot it. And I'm like, how are you going to serve it to them and not me? Like that person is no offense, but I'm going to go ahead and say like a little bit worse than me. Like, you know, yeah. From the outside looking in and he's just like, Sarah, you're not a, you're not a good drinker. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the best drinker. What are you what? talking about? I drink so much. I can take like 20 shots. Like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh. That was another thing. One time I was like, I had been there all day and I was drinking and drinking what? and drinking and crying and drinking because I just got my heart broken. And so I was like, Rick, can I have a shot? And he's like, can you stop emotionally drinking? And I'm like, uh-huh. no, like I want to shot. I'm going to cry. And he started telling me like, um, he was like, he was keeping count of how often I was asking for one first. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like those ones don't even count. I just went to the bathroom and threw all of them up. So I basically have like none in my system. You can rally. <laughs> He's like, Sarah, that's not the way that works. And that's not the best thing to tell your bartender. I mean, I've been, I thought it before, like, work for me, work for me many I'm times. Like, Especially in New Orleans. Shit. Me first bar, I'm about to shit out. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, LOL. LOL. Oops. Um, Whatever. But yeah, a hot mess in a dress is uh, what I was for a very long time (laughs) and still occasionally get bad. But what I know is that I'm a completely different. I, whenever, even whenever I do slip up, whatever, I am nothing like the person that had no intent to. I know. And I almost, and it's not to be like ugly, but I honestly had a feeling you were going to go and take a shot. No, of course you had that feeling because that was the kind of person like I was. And if like I'd been in that mindset, I probably would have, but just luckily I just took that no as like a, yeah, like you're right. Like I don't need, and that changes the entire course of my day, which then changes the entire course of my week or even like my life because I've done some life-changing shit when I've just been so drunk that I've done something insane that I can't ever forget. Well, it also shows like your sobriety growth and journey. Like it shows how far you've come in your journey. Yeah. Even through the slip ups, like old Sarah, but I'm not giving a fucking done it. You Sarah says, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go somewhere else and do it. Or like started talking shit to you. Like the way I like went to Rick. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm cut off. Oh my God. Like seriously, blah, blah. And like, like still keep like bugging him. And he was my friend. Yeah. And like, I hate whenever like me, I'm a bartender and I have to cut someone off and they don't shut up about it. But I was that exact same way because like I'd be drunk. And so I'd just be like, what? Oh my God. Like seriously? Like, yeah, that's bullshit. Okay. So they can keep drinking, but not me. Blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm really glad that, you know, yeah. Like you set the tone for the whole rest of my day and it was a really, really good thing for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really grateful that you told me no, but the old yeah. me would have not been grateful. I'd be yeah. like, that's fucking bullshit. Well, fine. I'm going to go drink somewhere else and like, just be like 
yeah. like rub it in your face like the way I did to Rick about the rumple. Yeah. And I'm like. But you're a completely different person. You're like, you're like the real, like you're like the Sarah that you're supposed to be now. Thank Versus you. like the old Sarah. And I mean, I used to be that same way. Like, you know, I still struggle, obviously, as we talked earlier. But like, I know I'm very different than I used to be. Yeah. Very different. So. Same. So just day by day. Yep. Day by day. Forgive yourself. Don't be embarrassed because like Sarah said earlier, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. And you don't owe answers to anybody. So like if you are like wanting to be sober in your life and then they see you like out at the bar and you're embarrassed, like it's not any of their fucking business. Mind your own. Yeah. Like they're at the fucking bar too. That's the way I see it. And they're not even trying to get sober. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, who are you to call Like. Who are these Don't people call the to call black. anyone out yeah. when it's like, take a good, hard, long look at yourself. Yeah. And Don't look at me, your bud. Exactly. Oh, life. And I finally remembered the word I was thinking of, which was <laughs> discernment. Practicing discernment. That's such a good um, word. Yeah. So just the ability to perceive, understand, and judge things clearly, especially those that are not obvious or straightforward. And then from there determining whether or not it's going to be beneficial to you. So like if you know something is a trigger for you, um, then just decide whether or not that's something or someone. Yeah. Or someone there's people I've got people that I know, like whenever I talk to them, something I, what well, it doesn't have to be right then and there, but just my mind goes off to a different pathway and eventually that's it's a crash and burn situation and i'm the one that gets burnt so don't do that to yourself no just love yourself more yeah just smarter not harder exactly uh yeah but with that being said do you have any uh like a song or anything like that that you've been listening to? What's what's Let's going on see. lately or books? I'm still on my same three books, guys. I really fell off because I started uh, watching Vanderpump Rules after <laughs> uh, Scandaval broke out. So I kind of put everything on pause um, to watch the entire thing. But now that it's done, I'm watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And so it's like kind of still on pause. And I really want to get back into like my journaling every day, yeah. poetry. I am... Uh, trying to get my real estate license and um, sometimes you need a little reading. break though yeah things like that just like I I stopped rolling the ball when I started watching too much reality <laughs> but it is a good thing and it's a good I will say like yeah it keeps me from being bored as fuck and yeah, you see wanting to go to shit. the bar yeah exactly I, I do have a song it's called Dark Skies by Arizona it's really really good what's it about um, here let me see if I can play it, if you guys can hear it. Let's see. A little music. Cute. It's really good. It's very you. Yeah. Everything will be alright. If the wind is gonna Then I'll keep you in my arms Right, I love that. So yeah, Dark Skies by Arizona. I love that. My song of the moment is Taco Trucks X VB by Lana Del Rey. (laughs) I love it. And um, 
Venice Bitch played at my wedding because it's like, you know, a spin on Venice Bitch, like a remix. But but she says, like, that's why they call me Lanita. And <laughs> my nickname was Sarita. And we had like this, we had the strangest experience at the pool the other day um, oh, with God. this crazy man. Psychotic. Literally, it was like predator. So bizarro. I was like in the pool, like by myself, like we're about to do like a funny little like video. Yeah. And he just like came over to me and started splashing me aggressively in the face. Yeah. And he had his child, like small child with him. And so at first I was just like, get away, like stop, like, please like stop. But then he wouldn't stop. And so then I had to pop off. Well, and he wouldn't leave you alone either. And he wouldn't leave me alone. So then I started like cussing this motherfucker out. And he told me he was going to get his wife to come beat me up. And anyway, so after that, I was like, that's why they call me Sarita. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny, what's funny yours, earlier that day, she's like, I'm bored. I wish, someone, like, I wish there would be a fight at the pool. She didn't hit me with her. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't like mean it. Like, cause then obviously everyone have to, but that's just you something I say. I'm for. like, <laughs> I'm bored. Like I wish something crazy would happen. Like I wish there'd be like a fight. fight. And then it was me. I'm just like in my corner yeah. trying to make a little video copying Lana Well, Del Rey. this guy and his wife were like very intoxicated with their two children and like just reiterates like we don't want to be like that yeah absolutely i'm like your prime example of what i don't want why be. i <laughs> try every day to quit yeah. drinking. good lord but, but yeah <laughs> with all that being said this episode was kind of a little bit all over the place but i think like the main uh bottom line is you know if you're struggling don't be embarrassed that you're struggling i'd say pretty much anybody that's uh trying to get sober is struggling to do it for a while and know your triggers and if that involves any medications obviously consult your doctor or just be honest with yourself about it can i take this and then not abuse it um and or like are you allowed to drink on it because a lot of them you're not allowed to drink but oh, I, yeah. I used to so yeah 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 take it the right way to you know read the warnings and listen to the instructions i know like, there's a reason for it. it used to be anything that would say like may cause drowsiness i'm like fuck yeah <laughs> i was like don't mix with alcohol I'm like whatever Time for a drink. <laughs> some of that but, dumb yeah. bitch juice figure that out because i i believe in the power of medicine oh yeah absolutely 100%. but you got to figure out if you know if it's lending to your problem yeah. or not and practice discernment and if you fuck up that's okay you're so not alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone, babe. But yeah, just um, until next, next time, time don't, don't be yes yourself. yourself. Bye. Bye.